0: What's up Spurs Nation? Welcome back to another episode, a late night edition, 1122 p.m. start time, SSPN after dark. I think that's what I tweeted. That was, <laughs> You know, it, it was my, I had to steal a little bit of clout from college football. Speaking mm. of which, the Tigers hired Brian Kelly. I I think that may have happened the last episode I was on. I think it did. But I didn't mention it. I'm going to mention it now, which is awesome. But let's talk about another awesome thing tonight, Ethan. And that was the Spurs win. It's their third in a row, the longest win streak of the season. It was already the longest win streak of the season at two. (laughs) So, you know, to extend that more, it was really just a great performance tonight. What were your overall thoughts on this one?
1: It looked like we finally kind of. Put some pieces together offensively, especially we kind of had some more cohesion. Our half court sets don't look as forced, and there's not much, not as much of a struggle. I know we're playing a limited Portland team, and Portland is not really known for their defense anyway. Uh, but it was still nice to see that our confidence from game the de- from game to game has gone up, and we haven't really taken a step back. Derek looked confident tonight, three for eight from uh, three point land. Uh, He was, you know, facilitating as usual, playing great defense and nobody really laid an egg, which is unusual. I feel like usually we have one or two guys that just really disappoint us per game tonight. It was really an all around team effort. uh, And it was I was proud to see that.
0: Yeah, it was a great team effort. I think that that's really the phrase that encapsulates this game the most. If you're gonna, you know, pick one phrase, and it's just the way that they played together. You know, when I looked at the stats at the end of the game, it, it was very interesting because in the pregame on the Portland side of things, they were talking about how um, the Spurs are yet to win a game without having a twenty-point scorer I, this year, if I heard them correctly. So that this was our first game this year where we won a game without a twenty-point scorer. Um, so just seeing that and seeing the fact that, like you said, it was like nobody got cold, even though, you know, usually in our other games this year, like we've had to have DeJounte or somebody else go for 20 to really put us over the top tonight. Even though that didn't happen, it wasn't like you felt like anybody was really off. The only thing I would say is in the second half, like Derek obviously got a lot colder, but that's even though everybody yeah, got cold. Yeah, everybody quarter. got cold in the third quarter. But you know, we, we played good defense. There was a, a stretch down mm-hmm. when you're talking about that time. I think the the thing that really kind of held us together there um, when the Trailblazers were making their run again was the way that Jakob was able to get blocks. Um, There were Mm -hmm. other people just really, you know, making plays on defense even when things weren't going right offensively and so that kind of balanced things out and helped the Spurs weather the storm there to make sure that they took home the dub and didn't blow the lead which is really growth so far and it's it's a sign of maturity uh when you compare that to earlier in the season you know when pop was like basically chewing them out publicly in a press conference talking about how you know NBA teams don't quit so um It seems like they've they've heard that message and they've adjusted. Obviously Dame's out still, but this is, you know, with CJ and with um our man Nurk, you know, really the rest of the team was there. So good win for them. Good win for them.
1: Yeah, I was really kind of surprised because that third quarter we left the door wide open for Portland to take over and take that dub, which is what we would usually do. And I don't know if it was whether or not they just couldn't capitalize, they were missing shots. Like you said, they're out without Damian Lillard. Or if it was just really good stifling defense from our backcourt, as well as Jakob handling the paint. I'm hoping it's the second one, uh, but it also very easily could have been just Portland having a really bad night, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, there were definitely one of the things that I noticed from the Spurs and this is something that's honestly a theme that's continued throughout the season is we give up a lot of wide open threes. Um it got better as the game went on, it still happened, but our rotations were pretty slow there putting Doug back in the lineup. Um I think that it was just it took a little bit for people to adjust and it did get better as the game went on. Um but I was seeing that a lot at the beginning of the game and it's like There were a lot of misses, though, at the same time, so I felt like we got away with giving up a lot of those wide-open threes with the way that they shot tonight. I forget what the percentage was. Of course, it's like my ESPN goes away. I feel like I pull it up every time, and then it disappears. I don't know. They were 35%
1: (laughs) from the field and from three-point land, so below average.
0: Yeah, still a decent night for them, but it it could have been worse um, with the looks that they had, so. Um yeah I think this is another interesting question here from Floyd Kizzy any news on why Devin did not play in the second half I thought that was really weird because when you look at the lineup and we'll get into this a little bit more I want to you know kind of roll into the structure that we usually have but with the way that Lonnie played tonight I was like why isn't Devin getting his minutes
1: yeah uh i don't know it could be just like yeah like they're limiting his, his it, play time.
0: It, it must be from the injury like i feel yeah, like that's so. gotta be what it is the spurs always do that they ease people back in even even doug only had 22 mm-hmm. tonight even though he started so that's probably what it is um but I, I feel like they're gonna keep playing lonnie just because they're gonna give him this year to prove it just because that's how the spurs are <sighs>
1: Yeah, I, I think that they'll they'll take away Trey's minutes before they take away Lonnie's minutes. Honestly, so like I still think Devin's that's gonna a, play.
0: That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, because I think Trey has played pretty well over the past couple of games. Yeah, and
0: it's like I'd rather have him facilitate with his classmate Devin Vassell, but nope, we're gonna we're gonna play Lonnie, and he's gonna go three for eight and make some shots sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is with him but anyways let's jump in to our awards for tonight's game uh offensive mvp ethan for this one who you got i went with doug mcdermott um i thought just him
1: being on the court really opened up a lot of things for us especially with that starting unit you know his three-point shot is deadly two for six tonight uh he had 16 points he's actually led the starting unit as far as points go uh, and you know, Ju, just having him there creates another threat. It opens up the court for Dejounte and Derek, uh, so it's you know just an, another layer to our offense that we can use. Um, and you know, I thought it was very impressive—seven for thirteen from the field. Just you know, like you said earlier in the year, a really underrated cutter. He gets to the basket a lot more often than I thought he would. Yeah, McBuckets. There's a reason he's not <laughs> McJumpshot. He is McBuckets because he can score from anywhere on the court. So I'm glad to have him back.
0: Yeah, I thought he played a great game, and just to touch on kind of what you just said, what he does, you know, off the stat sheet and just the Mm -hmm. spacing, even when he's not playing well, just because of his reputation, he demands attention uh, on the other team's defense, so that is always going to open things up for the rest of the guys, which is perfect, uh, the way that our roster is set up, so... We'd love to see it. Um, I'm going to go with DeJounte Murray. I know he gets it every time, but I love the way that he sat back tonight and was just like, I'm going to set everybody up. That's what he did from the beginning. He still made shots you know, when we needed him to. Mm-hmm. He hit that probably the most impressive three of his career. I know that sounds crazy and like an exaggeration, but that three that he hit – on the left wing early it was at some point in the first half but like it was the most arc that i've ever had and usually from that range he's short and he just got it and it splashed so it's like all right he's continuing to work on like he's not just settling it's like all right i'm gonna be a catch and shoot like i'm gonna to continue to grow with chip england and try to be an even better shooter um and not just settle from like oh i was an okay shooter coming out of college this is good enough i feel like i you see a lot of nba players like do that when they get to a certain point. So. Love to see that from DeJounte. And then, of course, the the 13 assists is Mm -hmm. really what it was for me. Um, Like I said, not the most efficient night from him overall, but still was able to find another way to contribute and be our point guard. I mean, he really just showed off his playmaking skills tonight. And we knew that he had them, but he's had to score so much this year. So for him to find a way to contribute and still make some big shots that were you know momentum shifters for us. I'd love to see it from DeJounte, so. Agreed. All right, let's roll on to defensive MVP, Ethan. What you got, my, my guy? My guy.
1: I got, <laughs> you're good. I, I got Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl, he pretty much dominated Yosef Nurkic all night long. I was a little worried about that matchup because, you know, Yosef has a tendency to go off against the Spurs in recent memory, at least for me. So I was like, he's big, he's strong, he's also tall, He could be he could be difficult to stop tonight. And he was very limited only had 10 points minus 19 if you like plus minus as a stat and you know Jakob had four blocks really you know handling the interior defense the entire night uh very impressed by what Jakob Bertel has continued to bring all season long
0: yeah he's my defensive MVP too man four blocks tonight um really shut down Yusuf and you know our man big or South Texas, excuse me, Um, he was talking about, he's a borderline all-star player, you know, Um, and he's been in that conversation before on some other teams, and the way that he, what he's meant for them, like you saw a couple years back when he went down in the playoffs, you know, how much that deterred their playoff run that they were on, Mm -hmm. so for Jakob to have the performance he did against him tonight, especially, I was concerned about it with how physical Nurk is, Mm -hmm. the way that he was able to hang with him and shut him down was awesome, and then, cody zeller too i mean i know it's just yeah, cody cool. zeller but like when he was matched up against him he he, he did his thing so mm-hmm. um he was you know we, we've talked and joked about him kind of being like a baby go bear right for the spurs and the way that he's the defensive post anchor and he really emulated that tonight uh on the floor 100 percent, yes sir all right so unsung hero I'm actually going to start this one off because I had Doug McDermott. And I guess it's just because I was going to give it to DeJounte and I valued his playmaking tonight and was impressed by that. But once again, Doug McDermott, um, you could tell the difference with the way that he came in the game. And I liked that when he got cold from three. Uh, after he made those first two, he went and found other ways to score and other ways to contribute. Um, he had a plus 26 tonight and I think that's the main reason why and and the way that he's also just a versatile player and um can can run when I say he's a versatile player, I mean like he can he can switch really one through four honestly Mm -hmm. on defense and you know that's something that when we signed doug mcdermott it wasn't something that i was expecting and for him to just be you know competent defensively at all four of those positions for the most part you know when he gets matched up against ones he might get beat off the dribble but two through four for him to just be able to be you know average against those guys um you love to see it from doug and then of course we know what he does offensively we've talked about it so much but who's your unsung hero ethan
1: I got to go with Bryn Threesus Forbes. as uh, for my boy Tanner Robertson. He brought that up in the comments earlier. It's his new nickname, Threesus. We're going to try and shoehorn that into his first <laughs> Twitter if we possibly can. Uh, the reason Bryn didn't get my MVP, because I know he had 18 points tonight, three for five from three point land, uh, really helped us out, was because he had a few of those points uh, pretty much in garbage time when we were already going to win the game. And plus, he didn't play at all in the first half when we got up by like 25 or whatever. Uh, but Bryn Forbes really helped us out in that third quarter when we were really losing momentum and it looked like we were going to leave the door wide open for Portland to make a comeback and get back into the game. Uh, Bryn Forbes came in, was a spark plug, did what he does best, and that's get buckets, uh, both in the mid range and from the three point land. Uh, really kind of gave us back that momentum to get going, where we ultimately took a 31 point lead, was our biggest lead. How much did we win by? Was it 31? I think it might have been 31. Yeah, we won by 31. So yeah, he was very, very, very important in that second half. But that's the only reason he didn't get MVP was because he didn't play the first half when we got up by as much as we did. uh, And he got a lot of those points in garbage time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, it was so funny. In that third quarter, I was like... You know we haven't seen Keita Bates mm-hmm. or Bryn all game but I guess we're just going to randomly sub them in here and I was just kind of like I mean I guess sure I, but I honestly I was like if we lose the game because of this, I'm going to be mm-hmm. pissed. Luckily, I was wrong, and this is why you always defer to Greg Popovich at the end of the day. There's some things we can criticize him on, but there are some things where he just knows and we don't, uh, you know, whenever it comes to his level of expertise. So that was exactly what they needed, and Bryn just came mm-hmm. in and, and did what needed to be done. And I like the point that South Tex made earlier. He was pissed. After that, Ben McElmore three where Ben McElmore, you know, gave him a oh, little yeah. chest and, you know, was talking in his face. Bryn Bryn went crazy after that. and Bryn was like staring at him on the sideline after it was so funny. It's just funny to watch Bryn Forbes do stuff like that. But you know, he's got a little bit of nasty to him. He's got a little bit of attitude, you know. Um, you love to see it from Bryn.
1: He's really jacked for a guy that's only like five ten. It's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> I like how you say he's five ten. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, what is he really like? Six, one, maybe we give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he's not, he's,
0: he's, he's ten. Like,
1: come on now.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, Hey, I saw Floyd Kizzy earlier said he had to crash. So thank you for hopping in. Thank you, Eric Flores, South Tex, my man, Nick, um, Laura, I see you in here. Uh, Drew King. Also, I heard you in there. Yes, this is Lonnie's contract here. Uh, y'all asked that earlier. Um, Some other people, Tanner Robertson, of course, Boudet, shout out to everybody in the chat right now. But let's talk about some overall stuff, Ethan. Okay, so obviously this is kind of a hard game to like pick and dissect because it's like there were a lot of things that the Spurs did well, but it was like also it seems like they may have got away with Portland just also having a bad night combined with that. So it's hard to take a lot of it away and, you know, really have some concrete thoughts on everything with the circumstances. Um, but what were some things? What 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 did you feel like we did well tonight? Um and really were the reasons that we were able to overtake uh the Blazers?
1: My biggest thing was our passing as a team. We had 32 assists tonight. That seems to be a recurring trend. If we can get to around that 30 assist mark, we tend to either be like in position to win the game or win the game. Uh, we also won the rebounding battle, which is rare, 48 to 41. I think that helps when Robert Covington is their starting power forward and who's also like six-seven, so we can kind of compete as far as size goes and match up pretty well. And also points in the paint, Joe. We really were attacking. I know we started off really hot from three-point land, but like you said, that kind of cooled off as the game progressed, and we went back to what we knew best, and that's attacking the rim and getting easy buckets inside. We won those points in the paint battles 54 to 26 tonight. Uh just an overall great team effort we we know our identity it seems like we're finding some more cohesion as an offense and hopefully we can continue this momentum uh into further games against you know some more profound teams than Portland.
0: yeah, you know I could dive into things and really talk about what I saw tonight, but like I talked about the circumstances, I feel like kind of just make that not you know as uh impactful of a takeaway if you will but the one thing that I think of after this game is I wonder because the offense does look way more in rhythm we're running way more sets and it's like there's off ball movement on multiple sides of the court you know involving everybody and it's like okay finally we've been waiting for this for a very long time so to finally see it it's great but it's like with the way that the beginning of the season when it's hard to trust that that's going to consistently happen, yeah, I'm with especially you. against like I wonder if that happens tonight against, you know, if Damian Lillard plays, I think I think that the Spurs honestly have have a chance tonight if Damian plays with the way that they did play. But at the same time. You know, how is that going to work against the Lakers? Like we've done this against struggling, like we've done this against the Celtics and the Blazers and they're in like the same spot if you look at their record-wise for the most part. So I'm just not convinced, you know, we got to see it consistently happening. But it feels like with the way that they're playing at the same time that maybe that Celtics game that I was at last Friday was a turning point, you know? Um, but that remains to be seen. We're just going to have to see what happens in these next couple games, but that is what it feels like. Uh, So what what are your thoughts on that whole conundrum?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I'm right there with you, though. It's hard to trust that they can continue to play at this level, Uh, but I'm glad that our confidence is going up because with young teams, I think the biggest component to getting wins for them is just having, you know, amazing confidence, just off the hook. Sometimes, like, you know, maybe not unwarranted confidence, but I like that in our young team. We have a little bit more dog in us than usual. We have a lot of energy, and when we play with that high energy, when we play fast, up tempo, uh, we we tend to be in these games. And if we can continue that, uh, it's it's going to be great. But like you said, it's just it, it was so rough at the beginning of this year that it's hard, it's hard to it's it's hard to to bet on the Spurs at this point. But I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I think we're we're taking a, a turn for the better.
0: Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. It's fingers crossed. I think that they have made steps because like Mm -hmm. Tanner just pointed out and I kind of said earlier in the show, like you still did weather that storm. And that's Mm -hmm. like, that's a big difference from earlier in the year. Like we can go back to the press conferences, you know, with the things everybody was saying. So that's something that's different. But once again it's just who you're matched up against and it's not the spurs fault that dame didn't play tonight it's not the spurs fault that lebron didn't play in the other two games you know they're obviously scared and you know there's nothing that dejounte murray can do about the fact that you know he's 1v2ing all-stars and beating them
1: yeah i think you (laughs) said it best
0: (laughs) anyways no but but in all seriousness like it's not their fault that these guys are injured right so we'll have to see what happens um but hopefully they can keep this offensive rhythm going uh, and Devin and Doug can keep getting more minutes because if those guys, like especially if Devin can overtake some of Lonnie's minutes, I think that's going to lead to more made threes. And we know that adding those dudes to the way that we were playing in those last two games before they were hurt, um, all it does is open things up. Even more. So you love to see it. You love to see it. But let's talk a little bit more about some things that we can still get better at moving forward uh, that will help us win those games that, you know, maybe we're not sure would be a guaranteed win right now. What do you got, Ethan?
1: I mean, the whole third quarter was weird. I don't know entirely what happened, but we just – we lost all energy, it seemed like, and we really struggled to find a basket. I don't know what the cure for that was. I don't know if Portland just threw a different look at us or maybe we got a little too complacent. Um, but th- That was the worst part of tonight's game was just not having somebody to get a bucket. And thankfully, Bryn Forbes kind of came in and, and was the fix for that. Uh, but we got to address that at some point. And we lost the points off turnovers battle 14 to 27. I think a lot of that came in the third quarter. Um, so just kind of some sloppy play still because we're such a young team, a little bit too much. I to think this is a over. good point.
0: I think that this is just like young guys. It's just yeah. a mentality thing. But still, it's not an excuse, though.
1: Yeah. We'll get more experience as the season goes on. You know, we just need to be put in these situations a little bit more often. And I think we'll kind of learn how to deal with them. We saw it tonight with, you know, uh, withholding Portland's comeback and still managing to win the game despite a terrible third quarter. I don't think we do that in the first 10 games of the season. You know, yeah. we've kind of learned that, you know, since then. So as the season continues to progress, we'll gradually get better at those kind of things and hopefully eliminate them all altogether.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So, for me, I just kind of had two people. I hate to call people out, but I was just like, all right. When I look at this game, because it really was just overall really a solid team Mm -hmm. effort. Um, Two individuals. So, first off, Lonnie Walker. Like, I just... You know, we, we were on this. The last time we were on Spurs Tube TV, Who was in the chat earlier. I remember he was like, every game, I'm just like, Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie. And since he said that, that's just how I've felt in most games, you know, that I've watched him. I mean, even when I saw him in person and he had a pretty good game, he shot 50% in that Celtics game last Friday. It was like, okay, but like. That's all he does. Like he makes shots sometimes (laughs) and it's, it's so sad. I want Mm -hmm. him to be good so badly because he's got all the athletic talent and gifts in the world, but it's just, he's just going to take shots and they're probably not going to be in rhythm and they're going to go in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we forgive him because he makes some
1: incredibly amazing dunks, like he yes. had tonight. And, and he's we're like, getting oh. better on defense
0: this year. He's he is, had yeah. defense. He's had defensive progression, so yes. he's not like like I feel like he has a place in the NBA. Hundred uh, percent. I just don't think that it's going to end up being on this team. Like even tonight I was thinking, I was like, man, like why is Primo in Austin tonight, bro? Like we could be playing him right now. And he'd be Mm. like, I was just thinking, I was like, is it sad that in (laughs) Josh Primo's first year, I'm just like, man, he's just better than Lonnie Walker. (laughs) Like that's how I felt. And and it's just like, Oh, this is so tough. Like at at the role that they're trying to put Lonnie in, like Primo's better than that. Like already, like, and it's because he has more experience. Like Lonnie was like, you know, uh, ball handling. His com- his comp was D Wade on draft night because when he was at Miami, he was the ball dominant dude making all the plays. But you know, it's there is a jump. There's a talent difference between college and the NBA, and I just don't think that he's able to do that against NBA players, unfortunately. And then when you try to stick him into this role playing thing, it's just it's just not working. So you know hopefully he can go out and and do something kind of like luka samanich i think luka samanich it's a little bit more salty for us you know we don't really want to see him him win as much after not going for that you know letting cole anthony just walk down the floor but i think i think you get what i'm saying overall so anyways second person that i have is Derek white look he's still stepping up like tonight the way that he played like even though he shot you know poorly percentage wise like if he doesn't make the shots that he makes i don't think that the spurs get on the run that they do Mm -hmm. and then the game goes the same way so overall still want to say like Derek white is getting better looks more in rhythm we just need him to make like make literally just shoot a little bit better tonight instead of four for 11 go seven for 11 and that's like literally all i'm asking and i think with his contract he's the highest played player on the team so I don't think that's asking too much. So hopefully he can just continue to get more in rhythm and just get more efficient. That's all we need from Derek because it seems like his shot is back from three-point land.
1: Yeah, he's finally got some more confidence. I think it will just continue to get better, fingers crossed, knocking on wood. And poor Lonnie's in this weird stage. We've (sighs) talked about it. He's like he's good. Like I like Lonnie a lot. Mm-hmm. let's look at everything that Lonnie does he, he dunks probably he's probably the best dunker on the team we'll give him that best dunker on the team
0: yes yes is
1: he a better <laughs> mid-range scorer or three-point scorer than Devin Vassell no no is he a better defender than Devin Vassell no is he a better better facilitator than Trey Jones No. no so what does he do better than everyone else like really like, 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 it just sucks. Like, there's, there's people at his... Trey position. Jones is
0: better than him on defense, too. And Devin yeah. is. Yeah, and then you can even
1: argue Primo might be a better sh- three-point shooter than Lonnie. You can
0: argue <laughs> Primo might be a better... Oh, no, Pr- Primo is for sure, already, in my opinion, already a better three-point shooter. And I was, you can argue that he's a better defender from what he we've can. seen. Like, yeah, granted, very small sample size, but... Mm-hmm. It's just it. It just it's, sucks for. Him it's crazy it's, that you know when you, you you and it's not it's not Lonnie's fault that you know mm-hmm. ever that everybody didn't draft Josh Primo, but like when you see an eighteen-year-old in there doing what he's doing, and then you look at Lonnie, it's just like, oh, this is so tough, man. Like, yep, he, he got drafted to a team that was set at their
1: backcourt, and he was like, okay, I'm gonna be the sixth man, and then we drafted three more guards: yeah, Ray Jones, and Devin Vassell. <laughs> And Joshua Primo, yeah, yeah, and we're just, and he's like, "What's going on? Like, <laughs> why am I? Why am I here? Like, it's yeah." Just, uh,
0: and then we tried to force him to play the three, and it's just like yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, we, we tried to make him an off-ball three and D shooter, and that's just not that's not Lonnie. So, it's not. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I can already envision it. Look, he's going for 18 next year on the Pistons. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> look, he's gonna get them to. Him and Cade Cunningham, they're gonna get they're gonna get to twenty eight wins. Yeah, he's it's the next Joe Dumars. It's gonna be big for Detroit. <laughs> Trey Lyles, the big three. <laughs> Trey, Trey Lyles, Cade Cunningham, and Lonnie Walker. And Lonnie Walker. Wow, the that's bad what boys. I, I feel like. That's dude. LeBron doesn't stand a chance. He's not even in the East, but he still doesn't stand a chance. Anyways. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Late Night SSPN, SSPN After Dark, if you will. Any final thoughts just on this game, Ethan, and kind of the Spurs moving forward? And also, if you guys want to send in just some questions right now, uh, we can go ahead and answer those, do a little Q&A here to end things off. But,
1: Uh, Man, I don't know. Let's keep the streak going. We got two really tough games back-to-back. Oh, God, (laughs) Warriors and Suns, both on the road Oy. and then the Knicks and the Nuggets
0: and the Nuggets. Oh boy. Yeah. So this is, this is what I was talking about earlier. I didn't even know the schedule, but I just knew I was like, look, I know we're not going to be playing teams. Like we've been playing recently every night. So anyways, yeah. Next All
1: episode, right. Jude and I are getting plastered on the show. Oh Yeah.
0: <laughs> and next 9 PM game. That's, that's what's going to happen. For the
1: sure. 9 PM game. Yeah. <laughs> at night or that SpongeBob episode.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. at 9. At 9. <laughs> hey, Steph is getting clamped by DJ. We're making a statement. We're beating the best team in the NBA next week or this Saturday and um we're never losing another game for the rest of the season. Spurs to the chip. See y'all later.